Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Kingdom Influencing Podcast. I am your host, Derek L. Calhoun. I welcome all of you from near and far, Kip Nation. You know you are always welcome, and all of our guests today who are listening from around the globe, we welcome you and ask that you take the time to hit the subscribe button and make this podcast your favorite drive time podcast. Let's get right into it. Today I want to talk about critical decision making, critical decision making, but I want to add something to it because of the audience that listens to this podcast. I want to talk from the perspective, critical kingdom decision making, because many of us are in a conundrum in terms of our next. Everyone's talking about what's my next, uh, what's my future, Where, what trajectory does God have me on? Well, in order to really answer this question properly, it requires a biblical worldview Biblical worldview is simply seeing the world or your life through the eyes of Jesus the Christ, through the eyes of God. A biblical worldview is seeing the world or your life through the eyes of God. How does God see you? How does God view you? How is your thinking informed by the word of God? How are your actions informed by the word of God how is your purpose informed by the word of God to be informed by the word of God is to have a biblical worldview because God sees the world through the eyes of scripture his will of course there's more to God than what's contained in the Bible but there's enough there in those 66 books to keep us busy for the rest of our lives But at any rate, we have to be able to distinguish different epics in our life. In other words, many people are married to the moment. What do I mean when I say you are married to the moment? I simply mean that you see what is and that's it. If everything around you is negative, then your perception of the world and your perception of everything in that epic can be viewed, and I want to say skewed, as negative. Because it's based on your perception. It's based on your understanding of the will of God. It's based on you knowing that all things work together for the good to those who love the Lord and are called according to His purpose. So if you love God, whether your situation is negative or whether your situation is positive, It's still working together for our good. And so we have to understand that many people are just married to the moment. Whatever they see, whatever they feel, whatever they've been through, here are some good scenarios. What God said and what God is saying. What God said and what God is saying are two totally different things. He is the same God. He does not change. But... He does have the ability to change our trajectory using situations and circumstances. We have to understand that 
every situation in our lives has a purpose. And to some extent, some of the situations in our lives have been given to us by God. Watch this. Listen very carefully in order to change your trajectory. Now, I'm not saying that the situation given by God is always positive. I believe last week I talked about Isaac digging wells and Isaac being much like his father, but he was impeded to digging these wells by the herdsmen of Gerar who were a part of the kingdom of Abimelech, who was the Philistine king, but he had to keep digging. And as he dug, he would run into quarrel or a battle with these herdsmen, one at Esek, which was the first well, the second at Sitna, which was the second well, and it was an ongoing battle. But here's the thing that I want us to be very clear on. And I say this all the time, but I have to say it again. Where there are open doors or doors of opportunity, God is the only one who can open doors. He opens doors that no man can close. But where there are open doors, there will always be the adversary. There will always be mushrooming opposition. So when God is calling us to move, there are either people or there's a particular challenge or there's a particular scenario that is in front of us that has the potential to impede our progress if we do not understand that all things are working together and that just because God is pointing us to the promise doesn't mean that we don't have to go through the pain of the process. Go through the pain of the process in order to get to the promise. That's why a test is part of the word testimony. We have to have a test in order to have a testimony. When we go through those open doors, we have tests. Those tests produce a testimony and we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the words of our testimony. So we have to be very clear on these things because the scripture is interwoven together to help us to see God. When we see God, the Bible says simply those who come to God must watch this, believe that he is, but also believe that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. But when we have a test, we are to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto us. Listen very carefully again. God allows certain challenges in your life to change your trajectory. What you see now versus what you see in your future. So, some of us, I said earlier, are married to the moment. You're either tethered to your past or you are tethered to a current situation. Tethered to your past means you're locked in the past looking back. And you cannot move forward if you're locked in the past looking back. Whatever has happened in your past has built a foundation for your character and is working for your good and it is going to be used in your future. Others of you 
are tethered to a current situation. You're looking at your now, and because you're so stuck in your now, you cannot avail yourself to see your next. So, here's the thing that you need to understand about getting free of this situation. He who the Son of set free is free indeed. One, the power of the word. The power of the word to transition the moment. When God gives a word, it moves the moment. When God gives a word, it is a catalyst for change. When God gives a word, it is transcended beyond or above the range of normal or merely physical human experience. It is of God existing apart from and not subject to the limitations of the material universe. So when you think about transcendent, you're thinking about it being above and beyond what we think. When you're thinking about transcendent as the word of God, it is existing apart from and not subject to the limitations of the material universe. Because God is the progenitor, the creator of all things. He was first. He is preeminent. He is able to manipulate what seems solid to you is not solid to God. What's improbable to you is not improbable to God. And so even when you look at the word transcendent, it comes from the Latin word climbing over. So there may be a wall uh, separating your, your future and your past. You have to climb over the wall of your past to get into your present in order to see your future. If you are locked in your present, you have to climb over the wall of your present in order to see into the future. But whatever you do, you must get over the wall, transcend it. You must get over where you are to see where God is because where God is, there is liberty. So here we go. The third thing you need to understand is that the word of God is quick and powerful. It takes the dead thing and makes it alive. It takes that which is lacking faith and infuses and reignites our faith. The word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, able to divide asunder soul and spirit, and is the discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart of men. God can discern our thoughts. So he sends us a word that's quick and powerful that should change our reality if we allow it. His word is transcendent. It is not limited by time and space. Are you with me? So then let's read a passage of scripture very quickly. Genesis chapter 22. Sometime later, God tested Abraham's faith. He tested Abraham's faith. Abraham, God called. Yes, he replied. Here I am. Take your son, your only son. Yes, Isaac, whom you love so much, and go to the land of Moriah. Go and sacrifice him as a burnt offering on one of the mountains, which I will show you. The next morning, Abraham got up early. He saddled his donkey, took two of his servants with him, along with his son, Isaac. Then he chopped wood for a fire for a burnt offering and set out for the place God had told him about. On the third day of their journey, Abraham looked up and saw the place in the distance. Stay here with the donkeys, Abraham told the servants. The boy and I will travel a little farther. We will worship there and then we will come right back. Notice he said we. In other words, Abraham 
Yes, he heard what God said, but Abraham believes that God is going to do something different. That he's going to be obedient. If he doesn't hear anything different, he is in tune for being obedient, but he hopes. He is the father of faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not yet seen. Abraham had no evidence that there was going to be any other person to sacrifice or any other animal to sacrifice except his son. But he believed that there would be something else. He believed that God would spare his son. So Abraham placed the wood for the burnt offering on Isaac's shoulders while he himself carried the fire and the knife. As the two of them walked together, Isaac turned to Abraham and said, Father, yes, my son, Abraham replied, we have the fire and the wood. The boy said, but where is the sheep for the burnt offering? Listen to Abraham's words. By faith, by faith, God will provide a sheep for the burnt offering, my son. Abram answered, and they both walked on together. When they arrived at the place where God had told him to go, Abraham built an altar, arranged the wood in it, and then he tied his son Isaac and laid him on the altar on top of the wood, just as God had said. And Abraham picked up the knife to kill his son as a sacrifice. At the moment, the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven, Abraham, Abraham, a double enunciation, once in the earth, once in the heavens. Yes, Abraham replied, here I am. Don't lay a hand on the boy, the angel said. Do not hurt him in any way, for now I know that you truly fear God. You have not withheld from me even your son, your only son. And I don't have time to go into it, but you heard that your only son, for God gave his only begotten son. Then Abraham looked up and saw a ram caught by his horns in a thicket. So he took the ram, sacrificed it as a burnt offering in the place of his son. Abraham named this place Yahweh Yireh, which means the Lord will provide. To this day, people use this name as a proverb on the mountain of the Lord. It will be provided. God said hmm, to kill Isaac. But then God gave a new order. Don't kill Isaac. There's a ram in the bush. I don't know where you are today. And your life may be spiraling out of control. But I want to tell you this. Just because things are bad now. Just because things are down now, just because you are discouraged now, just because you are disappointed now, just because you are disillusioned now, does not mean that God is not using the discouragement, the disillusionment, the disappointment. God is using these things as an altar to build you a place to understand that God is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all we can think and or ask according to the power that worketh within us. So remember this, no matter your situation, look beyond the hills from whence cometh your help, your help cometh from the Lord who made the heavens and the earth. Your help comes from above. All right, uh, that's my bell. So I want to say this to you. Move from the place of complacency. 
Move from your past. Move from present from what you currently see and get over the wall of your past or the wall of your present to get into your next. It may be a time-staking process that causes you pain, but your pain will yield the peaceable fruit of the Spirit of God and the blessings and the anointing of God. Do not be married to the moment. Be married to the Word of God. If you're married to the Word of God, it will always set you free. You have been listening to the King of Influencing Podcast. I am your host, Derek L. Calhoun. Let's go and influence the nations. God bless.